Stick It with Mr. Biggs is made possible by listeners like you. To support the show, go to askmrbiggs.com slash support. Stick it. Hey, everybody. We're back. It's another uh, episode of Stick It with Mr. Biggs. If you need something stick, yeah, this guy can stick it. Stuck with you. You need it stuck. You need it stuck. This guy can stuck it. If you need something unstuck it, this guy can unstuck it. It's it's Mr. Biggs. Yeah. And this is Ask It with Mr. No, Biggs. No, it's Roger. Jesus. I'm it's, sorry. I'm di- I'm... The name of the podcast is Stick It, Stick it. with Mr. Biggs. It's I'm a sorry. podcast I... about glues and adhesives. And I you've got... done it for literally three or four times now. And you'd think that by now you would uh, understand the name of the show and be able to say it properly. I got I got distracted again by the headphone situation. I'm. Should I even wear these? Because we're not... Why? The headphones, they still don't work. Should I even just have them? Because... You want Roger, me? Roger, Roger, explain something to me. Why do you feel so strongly that you need headphones? I mean, we're not taking phone calls or anything. I, we're, we're just doing a, a podcast where people ask me questions, and I answer them about glues and adhesives, and if you feel you need headphones so bad, well, maybe you should stop bringing your own headphones. Well, I mean, I just have some earbuds. I don't know. Would, would that be adequate enough, or is that... That's be... not for me to say, Roger. You are the one that has this obsession with wanting to have headphones on. You want to hear the sound of your own voice. And I'll tell you what, Roger, as somebody that has to listen. Roger, are you listening to me? I Yes, I'm listening. As somebody who has to listen to the sound of you talking, I'm telling you, you are not missing anything because you are loud, you are grating, you have annoying verbal tics that the listeners are probably being driven away by. And on top of it, you're loud and annoying. So well, just, why don't you just back up from the mic a little bit? You want me to? You want yeah, me to back, back, back up from the mic. I'm too close. Move away. Yeah, just back, back away from the mic. So it's not so harsh when you're speaking. Okay. All right. I backed away. That wait. is better. That is an one, improvement. Yeah. One, two, one, two, 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 three, four. No, we- wait, wait, wait. Move a little bit further back. A little bit. A little further still. Yeah, a little further back. All right. Well, how's this? I thought it was good, and then you started counting, and I realized it was not good. It was bad. One, two. One, two, three, four. It's a little further away. This is a little further away. Hello. You know? So this is good? Is this good? Where are we at? Well, it's not fantastic, but it is better. This way, you're not as loud, and when you talk and you make those weird noises with your mouth, I don't hear them as loud. And I think that is the reason we got so many complaints. So loud when you're talking. Very, very loud. Well, you know, speaking of complaints, I I got a couple of complaints, too, uh, about the last... I'm not surprised, yeah. Well, I got a I got a couple couple of complaints about how I sounded so like I was on the I was on the other side of the room. That's what it yeah. sounded the, the podcast sounded like. That I, I was on the yeah. other side of the room. So sure, yeah, yeah. I did a couple. Yeah, couple I people. think you're probably misunderstanding the point. The pro- they were complaining, Roger, right. because your voice was so loud and irritating that you needed to go on the other side of the room. 
Do me a favor, but I want you to back up another two or three feet. Put your put the back of the chair right up against the wall there. Alright. I I can't go All right, back. Now say wait, Roger, say something. Hello, one, two, one, no, two. No, no, Roger. That is part of the problem. Stop counting. I've about had it with the counting. All right. Say something else. Say All right. say well, normal words like people. Alright, this is Roger. I'm now yeah. Further away from the microphone, almost uh, up to the wall. I can't really go, go back. Can't go back any further. That's nice. So okay. This is Great. what. This oh, is, by the way, Roger, I forgot to mention those headphones do not work. So you may want to just take them off altogether. I got a boy coming in to take a look at the jack later on. He's huh. gonna try to fix that. But. Thought thought maybe that was something that you might be able to handle. Of repair-wise. Yeah, I could. I, I certainly could. I have no interest in doing it, though, because my headphones work fine. No issues. Nice and loud and clear. In fact, in some cases, it has been a little bit too loud. But that's all solved now that I got you to just quiet the hell down and back up from the microphone. All right. Good mic technique is important to have when you're a podcaster, Roger. And yeah, you're learning these lessons slowly, but you're slowly picking up on it. All right. All right. Well, listen. Giving you fair warning. The, the I got I, people talked about the last show. You're they, damn right they did. It was an improvement over previous shows well, because Roger's they, level was so much quieter uh, and it was so much more pleasant to listen to. Instead of yeah. kind of noisy, they heard a lot of the room, a lot of. Well, point the microphone at your face, Roger. You can't talk into the wrong end. Are you talking into the wrong end of the microphone? I'm, ta I'm, I'm talking in the general direction of the microphone, but it's yeah. Uh, there's no end really. I just yeah, it sounds good. To, you like it? Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take your word for it, and um, yeah. we'll just move forward from here. How's that sound? Yeah. All right. You got some. Uh, you got All some right. break. Got some. Well, first. Sorry, yeah, I got, I got yeah. ahead of myself. Yeah. We got uh, we got to let people know how they can email us, which is bigscast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. And we've got some social media platforms you can find us on, which yeah. is uh, Facebook and Twitter. Just search Ask Mr. Biggs. And then, of course, there's the website, askmrbiggs.com. And that takes care of all the paperwork. All right, Roger. Last time you tried it, and I wasn't real impressed, I want you to make another swing at uh, the big segment here on the show where we talk about a news story where something is broken, and I tell you how to fix it. And that segment is uh, called what? Breaking news. Is that enough? Is that enough rock and roll? Bre breaking news. No, no, Roger, don't do it again. Once you've done it once, don't do it again. All right, I'll save. I'll save my next attempt for the next. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, it's we, we want breaking to, news. We want it. We want it edgy and 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 rock and roll. Yeah, you gotta make it in your face, exciting, because people love the breaking news, Roger. And it's they, uh, look, they it's, look forward to it. And if you're if you sound excited, then the listeners will be excited. And it's breaking news, so it's yeah. That's that's yeah. one. That's half the battles that you have breaking news, and then to sort of sell it with a with a rock and roll reading of the word breaking news, and and then you're really yeah. you're really on fire at that point. Today's breaking news comes to us from Dateline, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
the manufacturer of little tykes, two-in-one, snug, mm, secure, pink toddler swings, is recalling the product after reports of 39 children suffering injuries from falling through cracked plastic seats, federal officials said. The swings have a pink T-shaped restraint and is suspended by four yellow ropes, according to the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. There have been about 140 reports of swing seats breaking, including two children with broken arms, oh. 37 children who suffered abrasions, bruises, cuts, and bumps to the head, Ooh. the agency said. That's, that's quite a uh, list of uh, injuries from one uh, toddler toy. Yeah, kids are getting uh, all banged up from using the dumb swing. Toddlers, little tykes, two-in-one, snug and secure. Yeah, well, it's not so secure because kids are falling right through that cracked plastic seat. Yeah. They're getting gashes and injuries. And bumps in the head. You know, you really should keep an eye on your fat kids when they're playing with the uh, plastic ride-on toys because they don't put weight limits on there. They put age limits, mm. and that is not an accurate way to really uh, gauge whether or not a kid is going to be able to get on a plastic ride-on toy and have a fun time without it shattering underneath his girth. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an ep epidemic. Yeah, uh, as a parent, you need to keep an eye on them and say, Hey, hold on there, Tommy. Tubby Tommy. I know everyone else is having fun with that swing, but you have been sucking down the juice boxes a little bit too much. I think maybe you need to play with these jacks over here in the shade while everyone else has a fine time swinging back and forth. No more trips to CeCe's Pizza Buffet. Tommy. That's it. We're just gonna... Give him some cauliflower yeah. in, a, in a sandwich bag and say, that's what you get, fatty. That's what you get. Breaking, so, uh, breaking the tykes. We got some broken swings that are made out of plastic is what we get out of the breaking news story. So here's the situation. Instead of returning these seats back to the manufacturer for recall, here's what I suggest. Number one, no fat kids. In fact, put a sign in front of the swing in simple block letters that says, No fat kids allowed. That way, after you make the repair, you don't have to worry about this happening all over again. Right, right. Or just, you know, do it before you even start letting the kids use it. Just put the sign up. Yeah, maybe come up with a weight limit and, and mark that. In big, bold lettering on the sign, Hey, any kids over 45 pounds, go over onto the metal one, fatty. And maybe have a small bathroom scale next to the sign. You can uh, maybe determine one of the kids in, on the playground will be a monitor and stand there next to it and keep an eye on the dial. Make sure nobody overweight gets on. Hand him some baby carrots. Could be a way maybe for a local Boy Scout to get a, a certain kind of patch 
for community service. He stands out there, uh, watches the the weigh-in, give him a pair Obesity of... Obesity monitor! Yeah, a couple of yeah. white gloves and a whistle, and, you know, if somebody's too fat, you know, blow the whistle and point him in, in the direction of uh, the monkey bars or something. So take the, uh, the broken little... Little Tykes two-in-one snug and secure pink toddler swing, which is not a good name and does not roll off the tongue. No, and I do I... not think that I will be able to remember the name for the duration of this uh, podcast. So from this point forward, let's call that the busted swing. Yeah. All right. The uh, we all yeah. we cool on that. We're just gonna call it the busted swing. The not so secure swing. Yeah. Take the bu the busted swing over to your workbench, and uh, the seat that is cracked from the sheer girth of uh, the fat kid's bottom is gonna need to be repaired. And so we're gonna try something a little novel this time, Roger. Instead hmm. of using a glue or adhesive, we're gonna try a different kind of repair. We're gonna try friction welding this with actual plastic. Oh, I, I was unaware that it, that it, any such thing existed. Well, friction welding has existed in industrial settings for uh, many, many years. A piece of uh, metal spun at high speed coming into contact with another piece of metal will create friction when uh, it touches another piece of metal. And if it's done fast enough, it can actually weld the two pieces of metal together. And we're going to simulate that industrial process on a small scale on uh, your broken, busted-up swing. But you can do the same thing with plastic as opposed oh, to Oh, you sure can. Huh. This is a fun tip for Mr. Biggs. We're going to friction weld using your rotary tool. You can use a Dremel or even an off-brand. I keep an off-brand rotary tool in my drawer specifically and expressly for the purpose of friction welding. Hmm. Yeah. Normally in the drill chuck, you would keep a, uh, a cutoff wheel or a drill bit hmm. or a grinding stone. I have this one dedicated to just friction welding and I keep a plastic spur locked in the jaws of the chuck at all times. Wait, I'm. You keep a plastic spur locked in the chucks. I'm not sure. Is that what you said? You said plastic spur locked in the. I'll write it down. Locked here. in the chucks. See, chucks. Plastic spur locked in the jaws chucks. of the chuck at all times. Okay, well that's different. That's different. C H U C K. Yeah, the uh, the end of the rotary tool where it grips onto the drill bit. That's called a chuck. Did you? No. Ah, oh, Roger didn't know that it was called a chuck. I am. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> didn't. Oh, that's funny. I, I, I was pretty unaware of this all steps. Yeah. And, and all uh, the listeners are laughing at you because all, you didn't know. All steps of this uh, entire process, even the process itself, I was completely okay. unaware of. All right. Well, we'll slow down a little bit. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to take a rotary tool, and instead of a drill bit, we're going to put in a rod of plastic. You understand the concept of a rod about the size of a drill bit? 
And we're going to put that into the rotary tool. So it spins at 20,000 RPM very fast. Right, right. And I find that uh, if you need plastic spurs or plastic rods, get an old model kit and all those plastic spurs that hold the pieces before you assemble them, mm -hmm. they're all the perfect size. Oh. You break them off so you just got a little rod of white or gray or black. Or in this case, it says the swing is pink. I have not built a lot of models that had pink in them. So we're just going to use uh, black. Sure. I got plenty of black spurs. Plenty of them, Roger. I got a lot of them. A lot. A lot of them. You put the piece of plastic into the rotary tool and you fire it up at full speed. 20,000 RPM spinning like gangbusters. Yeah, yeah, and then at some point you're going to introduce the chucks. Oh no, Roger. The chuck. You put the you put the spur into the chuck like this. Imagine that this is the chuck and this is the spur. I'm going to slide it in and I'm going to grip the chuck around the base and I'm going to grip it. I'm going to hold it I'm going to give it a little bit of juice, and it's going to tighten up around the spur. You see? Mm. Like this. Mm. Give me your finger. Roger, give me your finger. I, I don't know. I mean, is it okay. going to... Roger, give me your finger. Is it going to... Uh, give me your finger. Uh, okay. Okay, your finger is the spur. All right? Got you understand? It. Yep, yep. You want it stretched out like this, right? Yeah, straight. Upright, upright. My finger is the chuck on the end of the rotary tool. I'm going to open it up as far as possible. I'm going to slide your finger into the chuck. Yeah. I'm going to grip it with my chuck. I'm going to tighten it down. I'm going to squeeze it. You see? Yeah, yeah. Now, if I were actually a rotary tool, my hand would now begin spinning at 20,000 RPM. Right, right. Run around the pin. Yeah. But because my hand is not a rotary tool, I'm just going to stand here holding your finger while making awkward eye contact. Yeah. You put the plastic spur that's spinning around up against the crack of the plastic seat, and the uh, plastic spur will slowly begin to melt as the heat builds up. The friction and you work it down the crack, all the way down. Yeah. When you get to the end of the crack, grab another spur, maybe choose a new color. Let's go with red. Put it in the chuck, put another layer down, and just keep doing that until you build up enough uh, structural integrity where the crack is visible. I mean, it looks horrible, but it's been sealed up. Right. Put it back out in the yard. Shake your finger at the fatty boy, though, and say, Hey, you stay off. You've done enough damage for one day. Take a lap. The only problem I find is that it's hard these days to find model kits that uh, have extra spurs in them because people do not use model kits as much as they used to. Yeah. People used to build models all the time, Roger. Now... Nobody wants to build them. Sometimes it feels like I am the only one left building models. Some, uh, maybe eBay might have some people with, you know, 
sure. un unbuilt model kits laying around that they want to get rid of. Send me your spurs. Well, I think they're going to want you to buy the whole model kit, and then you can extract the spurs and the chucks from that. This has been breaking news! Yeah! On Stick It with Mr. Biggs. Stick It. Fun, fun, fun little project there with the... Yeah. Uh, the, um... I recommend, uh, before you try a, a repair like that, why don't you experiment with friction welding? It's a lot of fun. Once you get the feel of it, you can lay down a real sweet bead. Now, in a previous episode, we uh, determined that I don't have any kind of torch. And in this particular episode, we've determined or discovered that I don't have any kind of uh, dr Dremel tool or an equivalent. A rotary tool, any kind of rotary tool. Rotary, I'm sorry, yeah. a, a rotary tool or any kind of equivalent. So, obviously, yeah. my, uh, my uh, workbench is missing a lot of important implements. Well, I will tell you what, Roger. If you ever find yourself needing any uh, extra tools like the kinds that we've mentioned, I've got a fully stocked workshop. And I invite you to come over any time you want, as long as I am here. And I will let you in so I can point at the things in my workshop that you do not have. And say, you need to get one of those. See that right there? See that? That's a socket set. You need to get one of those. Mm. And then I'll point at the, oh, you need a heat gun. This is what it looks like. Don't touch it. But you need to get one. You got? Do you have one of those clampy things where you spin the bar around and the and sort of the m big tough iron things kind of come together and hold? What are those big clamping things? Those big like you you sort of attach them to where? the end en end of the bench. Where on the? Then you spin the bar around to close the clamps together, huh? and it holds up something. How? The two heavy-duty iron, heavy, thick, thick metal. Show me. Well, let's. Should we go into your work? Uh, your workshop. You gotta have one. I see him. Roger, all. we're doing a podcast. We can't go into the workshop right now. The thing you're describing doesn't even exist. I don't understand what that is. Should we? Uh... Thank you for listening to Stick It with Mr. Biggs. Stick it. Can we do an email now, Roger? Read an email and uh, and and help uh, solve somebody else's problems. Uh, sounds good to me. Let's do some email. Okay. Let me. Can I? Can I just jump in real quick? I don't, I'm sure. sorry. This is. I know. I feel kind of rude right now, but I just. I just can't. I just can't stop thinking about the fact that I'm. Really, really far away from the microphone, and I. I know you. Yeah. I, I know that you. Everything is set up the way you want it, but sounds you know, good. I heard sounds from, good to me. I heard from quite a few people that told me they they didn't think I was close enough to the mic, and at right now I'm not very close again, as in like the same as last week. Roger, and, who are you gonna trust? Are you gonna trust some Yahoo jackhole on internet, or are you gonna trust me, Mister Biggs? Of course, you know I defer to your choices, but I just want to throw Roger, it out. Roger, Roger, just lower your voice. Stop yelling, for goodness I, sakes. I, I People just, can hear you just fine. I just I just don't want 
you know, more people to complain. I, I, I just think yeah. that, like I said, I, def, I defer to your choices, but at the same time, you know, if, if, if people think it doesn't sound right, then maybe we should listen to them. Do an email. Maybe we should do an email then. You're right. Do an email. You're do right. An, Maybe we should e just move e forward and do an email. Maybe uh, th this is a good idea. Maybe people could uh, email us as to what they think, or uh, they could e e they can email us and tell us what they think about the sound quality of the of the show right now, as far as the well, mic proximity. I, I would and I would prefer if they emailed us at bigscast at gmail .com. And yeah, send and, us a and, send us a question about uh, your gluing project that you've got, or maybe you got something that, that got all busted up and you need some help fixing it. Or I don't think they need to comment on the sound quality so much. I think people it, need it, to just let it go. Well, just you know, just a quick little one question survey about you know yeah. what do you, what do you think about Rogers' proximity to the microphone situation is? Is it working? Yeah. Is it is it okay? Is it? It sounds a okay to me. Sounds good. Some improvement. You can't tell. Needs improvement. Dissatisfied. Highly dissatisfied. Uh, I feel, Roger, you are entirely too focused on the sound quality of your microphone. I'm telling right. you, I am listening in my headphones, and you sound fine. All right. You sound just as annoying as you normally do. Except what? it's not as loud, which is a plus. It's a, I say it is an improvement. All right. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm going to defer to you. I'm, I'm not here to, you know, yeah. twist the knobs and slide the sliders and, and flip the switches. I'm here to just hey, Roger. Walk, walk us through. So, Roger. Roger. Read the, read the email, will you? Just read the email. just what I was going to get to. Um, it's, it's time, it's, uh, email, time, time for an email. Yeah, you hear that, Roger? You hear that? That is the sound of no sounder, and you don't know because you don't have headphones on. <laughs> it sounds really good. <laughs> no oh, sounder that's, whatsoever. That's, now, see, this is, you know, see, now you, now yeah. I know why maybe I don't have headphones. You, you should... Just give me headphones because it. Then I. Okay. Roger, read the email. Dear Mr. Bates, I drive a 1987 Dodge Aries K sedan. The rear passenger window was recently shattered. While I browse the classic car trades looking for a replacement, <clears throat> I'd like to continue to use the old K car as my daily driver. How would you suggest I go about covering the void left by the shattered window? I've seen folks use garbage bags and duct tape before. And while that looks pretty good, I'm concerned about the longevity of that repair since I commute at freeway speeds. You're right. Is there a better type of plastic I could use? Yeah. And what about the tape? If it matters, okay. the car is burgundy and has functioning AC. Okay, I don't need to know that stuff. That and stuff the uh, this comes from Tony in Maximo, Ohio, and he, uh, right. yeah, once again, he's kind of he wants to upgrade from the garbage bag duct tape technique, and he wants something a little bit a little bit uh, uh, stronger and more reliable and heavy duty than that. All right, so he's going to replace the window then with That's what it sounds something like. other with something other than a window because it sounds like he doesn't really have. 
he has not yet found a replacement window, so he's going to have to sort of use something else until that uh, that Aries. What was it? K K car. Yeah. That Caprice. What, what year? What year was that car again? Eighty seven Dodge Aries K sedan until a replacement. Oh yeah. Window. Well, no wonder he's having trouble finding a replacement window because the yeah. 87 Aries Ks, man, it's hard to find one of those these days. And it is a non-standard pain size. Oh. You can't just go to Safe Flight Repair, Safe Flight Replace, and get a new window. <laughs> yeah. Damn jingles gets it, me every time. Yeah, it's... Uh... I love it so much. Yeah, you just can't stop. Yeah. So, uh, okay, I understand. We're gonna we're gonna put a garbage bag over the window and tape it in place. Why would well, you, that's what do that. He was yeah. He wants to. He wants to. You know, he 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 knows people do that, but he thinks that's not going to hold up to high speed driving. Yeah. The uh, the the thin plastic of the garbage bag will oscillate as the wind rushes past it and will flap and eventually tear. And uh, come unseated. That's not a long-term repair. That's a temporary repair during a rainstorm. Yeah. Don't leave it that way. All right. Just if you're doing that, just do it temporarily. Everyone's looking at you and judging. Right. They're they're sort of unimpressed with what yeah. uh, what's going on with your rear window. Like I said, it is a non-standard pain size, so. What I'm going to ask you to do is get a sheet of newspaper mm. and hold it up over the uh, window that is missing on your 19-something Dodge 87. Aries case of... 87 Dodge Aries K. Yeah. Put the newspaper over the window, and I know what you're thinking. He's going to have him tape a piece of newspaper over the window, right? Uh, no. That would be... That'd be worse than a plastic bag. It would be worse than a plastic bag, and I got good news for you. That's not what I'm going to say. We're going to use the newspaper to make a template. So use a Sharpie to trace the uh, the window opening into the uh, newspaper. Right, right, right. Trace it all around. Maybe go over. Maybe have somebody uh, you know standing by to help you hold the newspaper in place while you draw. Around the window. Is there a helper involved in this scenario? I just, because that, that will change how we do the repair if there's a helper. I just, I'm thinking more of a maybe scenario. Uh, right. uh, something where if somebody's around, maybe yeah. have them step up and just kind of hold the newspaper in place while, while you draw the outline with the Sharpie. All right. All right, we'll move forward with a helper scenario. So oh, I will okay. I will, tweak, so I will tweak my solution involving a, a helper in the equation. Yeah, I mean, most people have a friend that would help them out in a situation like this. All right, so after you've uh, drawn out the template on the paper, hand it over to your helper friend and say, take this over to my workbench, and then follow him over to the workbench. And at the, at the bench, take the newspaper, and I want you to cut it out. Or have your helper do it. Your helper can do this part, it, as long as he's allowed to use scissors. It's not a retarded boy, is it? Probably shouldn't be involved. If it's... Yeah, you should probably not play with scissors. 
driving around in your Aries K sedan. Give, give them rides. Cut that newspaper template out, but do not cut on the line. I want you to give it a one-inch berth all the way around until you've got a window-shaped piece of newspaper about one inch larger on all sides. Cut out, all right? Now, grab a roll of 40-gauge vinyl, Ooh. clear vinyl. You which, can, is, uh, which is available at the... Uh... Any hardware, big box supply store or paint shop? Where would you get that? Eh, not so much. You may have to go to a boat store for this, like oh. a, a marine repair. You could probably get it on uh, on internet. Just uh, search for 40 gauge clear marine vinyl. Okay, okay. It's, it's a very thick, transparent vinyl. And it will, because it's so thick, Roger, and we're making a, a replacement window out of this. It's going to resist vibrating when he drives down the road. It's going to resist oscillation. Oh. You know, I used to drive a Miata, and uh, the convertible window in the ragtop in the back was made out of 40-gauge uh, clear marine vinyl. Oh, sure, sure. It was... Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's interesting, because that... You know, when you look at that, you think, oh, wow, that's very substantial. So this is what you're talking about in this uh, in this situation. I have a whole roll of it in my garage. But I'm not giving out free samples to listeners. Go get your own. So put the newspaper template onto the uh, vinyl. And then using a straight edge or a, a exacto blade, maybe a... Razor blade. Box, box cutter, maybe? Box cutter! I was going to say box cutter! Uh, I was going to say box cutter, Roger. A little heavier than an exacto. It's okay, it'll work. Go ahead and cut out the marine vinyl in the shape of that template. And then have your uh, helper friend carry the cutout piece of vinyl over to your car and hold it up over the window opening. And you can stand back about 20 feet and make sure he's doing it right. Because he's not very good at his job and is not to be trusted. Give him some tips on placement and a little bit up over here, down over here. Oh, that's just right. If he's a, if he's one of the neighborhood kids, he may not even be able to reach high enough. So, again, don't use any of the neighborhood kids. Use a, a helper that's an adult. We got sharp implements around here. And we got to make sure this is placed just right. Because once this window is on, it ain't ever coming off. Wow. Once you start replacing windows with other things, like cut out pieces of cardboard and kitchen garbage bags, my experience is uh, you never really get around to fixing it the right way. It just kind of stays that way forever. You had the best intentions when you started, but you're not going to fix it correctly. Let's be honest with each other. Let's take a good long look in the mirror. So we're going to do it right the first time. Well, with the exception of, you know, if it was a window, it would be right. But you're not doing it. You're, we're going to do it second right. We're going to do it the second best right way the first time. Yeah, I mean, really, the, the first right way is... Uh... A new window. Well, and, and, and those kinds of windows, as we discussed earlier, are... are, are hard to come by. So really the first right way is it may not be an option. Yeah. Now instead of using duct tape or uh, masking tape to hold the piece of uh, 
marine vinyl in, I'm going to suggest using aluminum tape in this particular scenario. It's going to kind of look like chrome, like you're a real fancy guy driving a fancy car with lots of custom chrome work. And that will reflect the harsh rays of the sun and resist cracking and, you know, all the things that people have problems with with duct tape when they leave it on their car windows for years and years on end until it just deteriorates, powderizes, and eventually falls away. And, and by aluminum tape, we're talking about rolls of tape that you can get at your local hardware store, sure. Menards. They, they yeah. carry that stuff at those kinds of places. But just make sure you use plenty of it. A nice thick border of aluminum tape around your vinyl window. Now, it's another thing I want to jump in uh, real quick. This aluminum tape that you speak of, um, I'm guessing most people don't have it on hand. And which begs the other question: what What is aluminum tape, and what is it? Uh, what do uh, people use that for? All right, I don't remember some of those questions, but I will do my best to answer them anyway. Uh, what was the aluminum uh, tape is made out of aluminum, and it is a tape that is sticky on one side and aluminum on the other. Right, kind of a... It is a thing that exists, and you can buy it in a store. Does that answer the question? Well, the, I, the final question would be, what what uh, what do people use it for? Well, you know the term duct tape? And people always say, hey, use duct tape. Yeah. And they say, oh, that must be tape that you used on duct work and ducting. Well, that is not true! Hmm. Most people who really know what they're doing... If they're doing duct work, they're really using aluminum tape, which is an actual very thin sheet of aluminum that has adhesive on the back. So mostly it is used in uh, heating and air conditioning to seal pieces of duct work together. Sort of uh, like when you're connecting two pieces of uh, hosey tubings uh, f f for, uh, like you said, metal metal hosing pipes where there's a seal you have to kind of connect two ends together you'll use this tape yeah if you come across an, a guy who does uh, hvac work and you want to know if he is worth his salt hand him two pieces of metal ducting and say here i want you to tape these together watch him closely watch him real closely if he pulls out some duct tape to tape those ducts together, you know you got the wrong guy. Wrong guy for the job. Yeah, if he pulls out a roll of aluminum tape, thumbs up, good to go. He knows what he's doing. Next call, and that's how you stick it. Stick it. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun. That was another fun email. Good, interesting, interesting idea there about how to replace a broken car window. Of course, that's probably not something you're going to want to do on the front windshield. I don't know what sort of visibility you're going to have through that, if it's going to be clear enough. Um, well, it, it would be, but you also don't want to do that. In fact, I will go further than that. You don't want to do this on any of your windows. Once you start replacing your windows with stuff, it's a downward spiral from that point, Roger. It's not a good look, driving around in your Dodge Aries K. Plastic windows. Call into the neighborhood, kids. Hey, come on over here. I got a project I need your help with. Come on over. Oh, yeah, it's totally fine. Would you like to see my workshop? 
That is creepy behavior. Nobody needs that. I guess you could file this under um, things you recommend that you don't recommend. I do not recommend doing that. You just re recommended something you don't recommend. I just recommended something that I do not recommend. Exactly. Can I do that? Yeah, well, you just did, and uh, I think that you uh, threw out all the necessary disclaimers. Roger, before we go, uh, tell people where to reach us and all this stuff. All right, the uh, email address is bigscast at gmail.com. If uh, you want to uh, join us on the uh, Twitter or Facebook uh, mediums, platforms, as they say, you can go to uh, askmrbigs.com. Stick it. Stick it with Mr. Biggs is made possible by our generous supporters on Patreon. Thank you to Joey Crackers, Dysfunctional Danny Miners. Hey, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Dan. Richard Hain. Richard Haina Hainish. John Reichert. Nicholas Sehu. And M Matthew Elias Hib Hibbert. To support the show, go to askmrbiggs.com slash support. Stick it. But I, you know, thanks to uh, all the supporters, I guess is what I'd like to say. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your support. We already thank them, though. Why are we thanking them again, Roger? If you thank them too much, they're going to expect it every time, and I do not intend to thank them this much every single time. Why? Well, I, I mean, some, some of them just pledged one dollar. One measly dollar. Do you realize, after all the fees, how much we get? Stick it. I never, personally, myself, never get to, to thank the supporters, so uh, I'd like to thank the supporters, the Patreon supporters, and the listeners as well. Well, now that we're all done, let's head on over to the workshop. I got a couple of tools I want to show you at an arm's distance. All right. No touching. Looking forward to seeing it. Until next yeah. time. Until next time, we'll see you again. On Stick It with Mr. Biggs. Stick it. Stick it. See that? See that? I'm, I'm actually waving my hand like I'm saying yeah. goodbye. It's kind of a, it's sort of a, you know, what do they call that? A theater of the mind kind of thing. I'm waving. Roger, have you ever seen an auto-feed electric caulking gun? No. Is, is that what, you have one of those? Yeah, you're about to see one. <laughs>